Basketball Unfiltered, the podcast. All right, guys, so we're back with Basketball Unfiltered, the podcast. What episode is this? This is like episode six. I never know. I, I've been counting them. It's weird. Last like, week you yeah, got it wrong, but okay. <laughs> I guess. I okay. Guess. All right, episode six. But today it's going to be a different format because we have a special guest. Yes. Now, I've been trying to talk to this individual for forever. How long? Lies. <laughs> oh, lies? That's no, the it's back? not. But I've been trying to talk to him, but he's finally here, and I think it's the perfect time to have. This is our first guest, right? Yes, it is. It's our first basketball on to the Thank podcast you for guest. Us. I know. But we have the one and only Smush Parker here. Yes. And I'm super excited. So how are you? I'm first doing off. Pretty good. How about yourself? I think I'm good. I'm 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 a little bit tired because I had class this morning. But other than that, I'm good. Um, so you've been to different places, but how is it being like in Brooklyn? Because you were born in Brooklyn. So I'm from Brooklyn. I'm exactly. I'm so it feels like home. What part? Uh everywhere. <laughs> um, everywhere. Okay. 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 Come on, when you're from New York City, you're from everywhere, man. I, I like the vibe. No, nah, but I was uh, born and raised in Flatbush, uh, Flatbush, Brooklyn. Okay, all right. Kings County Hospital. Right. Oh. And that kind of leads into the question that I wanted to ask you because you said you're from Brooklyn. It's like home for you. Yeah. And I feel like anybody that's from New York, we are that way. Like, it's home for us. When we go other places, it feels weird. Yeah. But you went and you played overseas in Greece. Yes, ma'am. So, how was that transition? Because, I mean, it's definitely not. New York. Um, no, definitely not New York. But I actually got a little taste of traveling uh, before my professional career. I went away for junior college. Mm-hmm. Okay. I uh, played at CSI College, college of Southern Idaho. Right. Okay. So I don't get no uh, uh, opposite from Brooklyn than that. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I the a, other CSI would be College of Staten Island, so that's opposite already. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's like being in Idaho. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it like? Was it the food was completely different? What was the experience like over well, in, in Greece? Greece? Yeah. I mean, it's a totally different uh, way of life out there. I actually wanted to retire in Greece. Um, the food was great. The lifestyle was great. Super laid back. Super chill. Um, no police brutality. Uh, no gang violence. Yeah. It was just, you know, just relax. And it was a, a great, you know, a great way of life. You know, uh, the people there definitely know how to enjoy themselves. And there's no uh, stress. Mm-hmm. You know, they work six-hour days. They take three-hour lunches. Um, that's probably why they're still in a recession now. But people, work, like I said, they work five, six-hour days. They come in the morning, two, uh, work two hours, go take three-hour lunch, and then uh, come back and work four hours, and then they're partying all night. And up. you won there. They yeah, won a... Yeah. I won a Greek cup there. So how was that? Yeah. Do you still, like, is it a trophy? Do you still have it? Uh, no. Uh, but I have pictures and I have memories. I mean, okay. which which yeah. which that yeah. works. And uh, they 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 should build a statue of me out there. No, I mean, <laughs> no, no. But I, I did go to visit, and you know, I'm hanging up in their uh, their offices, and um, you know, That's what's up. the legacy of that team is still, you know, uh, that that was the last team to win the championship. So right, still do remember. Still me. remember. Any it. difficulties in Greece that you came across? Of course. Like what? Go ahead, elaborate. Um, I mean, basketball teammates who. Uh, didn't like you. Of course, you get that everywhere I mean, you go. Exactly. Um, people don't speak your speak your language. Right. You know, some racism, but not not like the racism here. Okay. No, it's just uh, you know, um, uh, they're not used to different. Mm-hmm. You know, people still trying to hold on to that culture. Mm-hmm. So right. a lot of the older generation, you know, just was kind of standoffish. But you okay. know, the the younger generation, it was more hip hop and urban. Okay. So right. it was, okay. It was it was, it was it was equal. Okay, that's good. That's good. And then you came back. Yeah. 
you came back and you got into the league. Mm-hmm. And you had a small stint in two places, but then you landed your big opportunity. And, and I, yes. you went to the Lakers. Yeah. Now, I know that when that started, a lot of people kind of considered you like a surprise starter. Mm-hmm. But how was that? transition kind of coming back to the league and then going to a team that just came off of a three-peat not a few you know a few years after that so how was that transition was it pressure kind of being put into that situation there was no pressure on me i was the walk-on um i like that vibe i was the walk-on so I, i i had everything to prove and nothing to lose so i just went out there and played my game do you remember your first game of course I do. Who'd you play? Um, Let's see if you remember. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Actually, was it the first game on the road? Was it against the Denver Nuggets? Oof. It was the Denver mm. Nuggets. Yeah, I remember, I remember that game because I dunked it on Andre Miller. <laughs> and I had 25 points. Of course I remember that game. And you guys won. It was like an overtime won. win. Yeah. Your first game, those memories stick with you. Like, do you remember everything about that day? Like, what you no. woke up, what you wore. Well, no, I'm a. I've been up until that point. I had been a professional since I was, uh, you know, 21 years old. I started as a Laker when I was 25, so I mm-hmm. had four years of, you know, being a professional basketball player under my belt. So I don't remember exactly that game, or uh, that uh, those particular memories. Um, my first year in the NBA was 2002. I played with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. And that's another thing, too. Just you're a year before LeBron gets there. Have mm-hmm. you ever thought about what it would have been like to, to be on him. the same team with him, to play with him? Of course. Yeah. Um, I would have loved the opportunity to play with a guy like LeBron. Um, as everybody knows, he he, he's, um, he seems like he makes everybody better. You know, he's a willing passer. Um, you know, in my eyes, all you got to do is stand in the corner and catch a shoot. You know, that's, that, that's not, there's nothing hard about that. You know, guys who play with him make the game a lot harder than it needs to be. But then you got to know your position and know when to get open. Sometimes, you know, don't go in that spot at all. Listen, no, I mean, there's certain, there's only uh, a few amount of spots on the court you could go on. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. when LeBron has the ball, just get out of his way because he likes to play make. You know, I understand that his game because I'm a playmaker. Okay. Get out of my way. Let me play make uh-huh. and get open. And when your man comes to double, you know, just be prepared to shoot. All the great players who are assist who are assist leaders tell their players the same thing. Just you ain't got to do nothing. Just catch and shoot. Just fix your mind to catch and shoot because they want those assists. Mm-hmm. LeBron, when he passes the ball, he passes with a purpose. Yeah. He yeah. passes you're because you're open. He does. He's not gonna pass it to you when you're not open. Yeah. He's. Oh, no. I was about to make a comparison to someone nah, else. Well, we're getting into Bronx. No, make the comparison. No. 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 <laughs> wow. No. You're not gonna make the comparison. No. We'll get into right, LeBron fine. later, but how about this? I want to talk about your game style real quick. Okay. You said you're a playmaker, yes, sir. but you're from Brooklyn. Yep. Now, being from Brooklyn, just New York in general, we're not known for playmakers. We're known for scorers. Everybody Isles. wants to score. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to Flashy. Scores. Exactly. We're flashy. I think we're, I think we're known for both. Because yeah. we're more known for guys who can make plays. Mm-hmm. We can make plays for ourselves and others. That's you know, we, we're creators. You know, we you know know how to create up the dribble, as opposed to other guys from other states, not so much. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, one of the advantages uh, here in New York that you know that you know breeds players like that is we have a basketball court on every corner yeah. here in New right, York City. Yeah. So there's a hundred kids. You know, playing in every, any given park every day. And, you know, I don't remember if you guys... Are you guys old enough to remember the game 21? 
Of course. Everybody knows 21. I mean, I'm 38. Yeah, I'm yeah, standing in the room for no, a 20-year-old. We... <laughs> I'm just saying, we do you guys remember 21. 21 in Utah? And like King of the Court hey, and stuff. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah exactly. I'm, uh, I'm like 15 and 7 in Brooklyn College, bro. Ask about it. <laughs> 15 <laughs> and 7. <laughs> nah, but no, those games, you know, it's like one against everybody. Yeah. And you yeah. have to be able to play, Mike. And I'm I'm, I'm certain that guys, weren't playing, guys aren't playing those type of games in other states. Right. Okay. Even when you look at kind of the way that the whole Lakers situation ended, and Bleacher Report did a story with you last year, and mm-hmm. the headline was, and kind of the idea of the story was, you making peace. Now, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. do you attribute that style, that idea of making peace and forgiveness with, like, your faith and your Christianity, and how much can you attribute that towards kind of making peace with oh, no any question. situation? Everything I do now is contributed to what I'm doing in the Lord now. Um, I've definitely had a you know a heart transplant. Mm-hmm. Um, my my way of thinking has changed. You know, hopefully, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm getting better every day. I'm gonna put it to you that way. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I've I've you know I've been in my walk now, I've been in my walk for five years. And being in this walk is definitely, you know, he's the Lord's revealed to me, you know, certain ways that I've done wrong, things that I've done uh, wrong, you know, wrong thinking. So um, my whole approach to the whole Kobe situation, definitely um, the Lord spoke to me and said, you know, you know, you were wrong in this area. You know, you may have said certain things this way. You may have viewed things wrong. So, um, I apologize because, again, you know, it takes two. Yeah. You know, um, I said some things, I did some things, and, you know, even if I, you know, felt like I was right, even if I felt like I was wrong, I was still um, going to apologize for my role in uh, the beef, the beef. Do you think there's still, like, have you guys ever spoken about it since, or it's just kind of no. behind you? And- no, it's behind me. Uh, it's unfortunate because um, there's still times where he still says certain things about me negatively, but um, the way I view it now is I, I believe Kobe loves me. Mm. That's how I That's view it. That's a good it. way That's, to view things. That's how I view I mean, without it. Without you, Kobe wouldn't be where he is nah, now. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not going to say that. I'm not <laughs> don't gonna, fall I'm into not, the I'm trap. Not, I'm not going to say him, that. Don't let him. See? Don't let. See? I got you. Hey, <laughs> Kobe was Kobe long before me. But that situation Uh, is better. And in terms of from your standpoint, just because mm -hmm. of how you view it now, you don't think the same way. And you've kind of like the story said you had come to peace with the whole situation. So wait, can before I know, you know, you had an issue with him, but can you give us a story? Something that that shows he's right. the troublemaker, huh? I, I see, I see who the <laughs> troublemaker in the room is. But I mean, he's you play with him. You have to have like a little no, anecdote. I get it, I get but, it. But, but he's the troublemaker. <laughs> some, some of the sort, but not. This is, I want to know a story of, about Kobe. Not even about Kobe. Any kind of story that resonates with you in your time in the league on the Lakers. Uh, and it doesn't have to. Uh, it doesn't have to do. With no, it doesn't. Have yeah. to. It doesn't okay. Have to do All right. I mean, but I, you know, I, I can I can answer Kobe's uh, answer, uh, question if you want me to. Do I both. Know. All right. So I, I'll give you. You know, I ended on a, on a good note. So I'll, I'll talk about Kobe now. No. Let me see. The reason why no you know what let me start out with this. Me and Kobe never had beef when I was there. Um, we never spoke. We never had a a, a a falling out. There was never a disagreement. There was never anything to indicate that we had beef. Mm-hmm. We just have 
different views on how we go about life, mm-hmm. you know, how we go about the game of basketball. But that's about it. Yeah. We never, like, yo, I hate you, you know, let, you know, we never came to blows. It was never, never that. So, um, so to say that we had issues during my playing days, and that's that's that. You know, the media made that up. Now, um, I did, you know, try at one point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. You know, I played there in two years. I played there two full seasons. Right. Eighty-two games. Never injured. Started. Started all eighty-two games for two seasons and playoffs. Yeah. Right. And all of us in this room have spoke more. I've spoken more with you guys in the last five minutes than I have in two years with him. Really? Is that a Kobe thing? I think. I feel is. like. I feel like that's. It sounds like him. I clearly don't yeah. know him like <laughs> that. I mean, but it sounds like something that he no. would do. Do you think it's just because of the person he is, like the mechanics of how much of I an athlete? I can't speak on his other relationships that he have with other with other teammates, but I've seen him communicate with others. What do you I think d- the reason is with you specifically? You know, the more I listen to him talk, mm-hmm. I feel as though he wanted he had a player, some players in mind that he wanted in L.A. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. and this had nothing to do with me personally. I think it was uh, he wanted to surround himself with certain players and. The front offices, the guys upstairs calling the shots didn't didn't um, invest in those players. Okay. So when a guy like me came on a walk on, and now I'm starting with him in the backcourt, he feels like he should be playing in the backcourt with like a, a Stephen Curry type player, yeah. like a, you know at the time maybe a Mike Bibby or uh, Chauncey Billups yeah, type of point guard. But when uh, a so-called nobody like myself comes and now I'm starting. You know, he he probably felt like it was a, a sign of disrespect to his greatness. I don't think I don't think it was you, bro. I don't think no, it was it you. Had no, it had nothing to do with me. The yeah. more I listen to Kobe, yeah. you know, talk about that time, the two years that he says he played with the Smush Park and the Kwame Brown era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Kwame Brown was a different situation. Yeah, Listen, <laughs> I, I, I have my yeah, own views we, on Kwame Brown. Yeah. Uh, those two seasons that I was there, you know, Kobe, I, I felt like Kobe wasn't even trying to win a championship. He was going to, you know. To to um he was going to for the scoring titles. Yeah, he was yes. out to he was out. He, I don't even want to know if I want to go in here saying. No, this you don't want to get in trouble. It's fine. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, he wanted to. But I mean, you know, it was a good. I I think that it was a good moment for you as well. Even to see, like, when I think about the first couple of games that you had there, mm-hmm. you scored. 20 plus in like the first like three well, out of the first five games no, no, first so games. you still but like you still even though some people may look on it and say well that was a disaster but i mean you were young at the time and mm-hmm. to get that position to be a starting guard with the lakers a few years after they just three-peated yeah. i don't know how many young individuals would be able to th- be thrown mm-hmm. into that and still come mm-hmm. out Confident. I mean, I, I know a lot of people don't know my story, and they don't know the road that I took to get to the NBA. You know, they just uh, a lot of people just hear what Kobe has to say now, and they they base it off of they base their views and judgments off of off of off of that. But people really believe that they the Lakers brought me in to be a starting point guard, and I, they didn't bring me in to bring a, uh, be a starting point guard. They brought me in to fill a spot in practice mm. on their squad, and I. I outplayed everybody in practice to get that starting position. Yeah. So people think that I underachieved when 
they fail to real, realize I overachieved. The people that they actually paid the real money for, yeah, sucked. I'm gonna go on air saying that. It happens. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, a Sasha Vujacic. They was, they paid that man millions of dollars to sit the bench. <laughs> yeah, I forgot you know, about that name. They, 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 they brought in Aaron McKee from Philly. He was supposed yeah. to be that star oh, yeah. point guard. I remember that too. He was supposed to be that star point guard. I was just supposed to, you know, be a practice player. But because of my work, my, my, the, you know, Kobe says I never, I had bad work, work ethic, but that's BS. Because I was too, I, I, I was in practice. No, don't take my tardiness for t- today. But I was it's in practice. It's fine. It's MTA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. New, York, New, New York City happened. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, but I was in practice two hours early before every practice and stayed two hours after every practice to work on my game. Mm. No, I'm not. I'm not on Kobe's level when he says he practices five times a day. You know, and I have I have a story on on that too. Um, but. I worked my ASS off. Yeah. And I out, I, I outplayed, outhustled, and outworked the, their starting point guards to earn that spot. So people just, I mean, they, they rate they rate this, uh, they they critique what Kobe says about me, and they don't know my story at all. Yeah. And I mean, but this is, I think, why we have moments like these, because there's things that you said that I don't think a lot of us knew, and yeah. I think it helps just to get an inside idea of what players actually go through on the professional mm-hmm. side of it all. But, I mean, it ended, I think it ended okay. Uh, no, it didn't end all right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be completely honest, which I, it, it's a fault. But, uh, the, you know, towards the end of the last season, I even said it in uh, a lot of um, interviews I did earlier um, about this. I stopped passing, uh, stopped passing Kobe the ball. <laughs> oh no! And let me clarify that. Let me clarify that up. You know, uh, at the beginning of the season, you know, Phil Jackson was like, "We all know that Kobe's going to get his shots." Yeah. Phil Jackson told the team, "You know, we all know that Kobe's going to get his shots. Kobe's going to get his points. Exactly. But don't try to force him the ball every play, because that's mm-hmm. how a lot of guys get their turnovers yeah. by trying to force feed Kobe the ball when all the defense is geared towards stopping Kobe from getting the ball. Yeah. So, you know, he said, "Listen, if you." Go and he's not open on the first pump. Go somewhere else. So instead of going one, two, three, and trying to force feed Kobe the ball, I would look. He's not open. I'm going you to out. the other side. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was doing. That's so, what. I, and, Co- and 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 f- f- Kobe didn't like that. Really? Of but course then, not. Because the way I'm, I'm understanding it, you your mindset is to take the workload off of Kobe. You got to give him some. You got to give him. Kobe that, wants that, a that, workload. That's, that's the that's the regular mindset. Yeah. Kobe. Kobe wants, wants the workload. Yeah. He wants he, he, he doesn't but like But I feel like that's Kobe, like though. That's like Kobe. He doesn't like sharing. Even if he's not, even if he he's not like open. Sharing. But I think it's a challenge for him. I think it's a challenge for him to, to, be, to be put in those situations. I just think that's Kobe. Yeah. I, there's a lot of players today that, I wouldn't, that wouldn't do yeah, that. I mean, that's yeah. the Kobe mentality. Yeah. You know? That's what him separates the him. World. Even if I'm not open, pass me the ball. He doesn't yeah. have the most misses. He shoots even when he's history. not open. That's Kobe mentality. Misses. Yeah, that's Shoot. a stat that I like to bring up every once in a while. He has the most misses in NBA history. So. That is a, a stat times. she likes that, to bring up uh, a lot. That he it happened. Has, I'm has, not going to lie. He the most, most shot attempts in NBA history and the most missed misses, shots yeah. in NBA history. I mean, so that is crazy. But then that comes with the mentality, though. Yeah. If you... Listen, that's that Malcolm X mentality. Shoot by any means necessary. But I mean, a lot of people would say it worked out fine for him. True. Yeah. So, but we're gonna go off of the Lakers for a little bit. Oh, I did have a positive one. I'm sorry, I forgot but the positive. Go give the positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought right, for a minute right, I thought right, that right, was yeah. a positive, what? and I was gonna say it doesn't no, sound very positive. No, no, <laughs> All right, no. Go no ahead. The positive. You said a uh, uh, LA experience. So, uh, 
So first round of the playoffs against the Phoenix Suns. Um, uh, we're in Phoenix because we're on the road. They're the number one team uh, mm-hmm. that year. Um, Phil Jackson told you know everybody, you know um, to go out, you know build a camaraderie. It's playoff time. Everybody go out to eat together. So okay. Phil Jackson gave Lamar Odom his Platinum Express, you know triple platinum, oh. triple 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 <laughs> <laughs> platinum <laughs> Express card, and was like, listen, treat everybody to dinner. You know, just go hang out and uh, enjoy enjoy ourselves before the play, uh, first playoff game. That's what's up. What'd you eat? Oh, listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. I don't know if it's still open, but if you guys ever end up in Phoenix, Arizona, or Scottsdale, Arizona, okay. uh, look up a restaurant called City Hall. City Hall. It's a steakhouse. When really? I tell you, it, it had the best steak, lobster mashed potatoes, um, string beans. Okay. What? Listen, I've never tasted food st- from a steakhouse that good before in my life. How do you get your steak? Uh, medi- uh, medium well. I thought you were going to say well done. Uh, no. Medium well. Medium <laughs> I'm well. a well done type of person. Yeah, then why do you eat steak? People who eat steak well done, it's like just eat I like garbage. The, I like the, the <laughs> feeling of that my teeth is actually tearing up the steak. Like, not I a like well that. done steak. It's not going to tear up a well. You're but just going to be chewing like all night. It. I don't like steak just melting. Like I understand like filet mignon. You need to yeah. have that medium well. Mm-hmm. It melts in your mouth. Some steaks you have, but then if I'm getting a T-bone, a New York steak strip, I need to like like grind my teeth into the steak. That's just me. That's like I, I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna leave it alone. Yeah, yeah we're gonna. Leave All right, it fine. Alone. So <laughs> we're gonna leave that one alone. We're gonna we're gonna move on. But I want to ask you yeah. to take me through Rock with Smush because ah. I see that you've been doing things like community wise and still staying connected to basketball. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about Rock okay. with Smush. Rock with Smush originated when, um, if you know anything about the Rock basketball. I partnered yeah, with John Stout. That. John Stout is the creator of the Rock Basketball. Really? Yeah. And, um, you know, ever I met him when I was playing for the Albany Patroons um, for a few months. And ever since we met, we just, you know, just bonded with each other. And we came up with, a, or I came up with, I coined the phrase Rock with Smush, you know, because he's rock, the rock man and I'm Smush man. Now, Rock with Smush is pretty much, um, it's, you know, kind of like a brand, how I brand myself now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to rebrand myself from the whole Kobe era. You know, I'm, you know, if you look, if you Google Smush Parker, there's no way you 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 don't see this Kobe beef. So I'm trying yeah. to do I'm trying to do things. You know, right now to kind of rebrand myself. Yeah. You know, I have been overseas for ten years, so I kind of been out of the scene for a long time. So the last thing that people know about me is Kobe Bryant thinks I'm the worst player in the NBA ever. Um, but bro, there's worse players. Even now, so rock with smush. So yeah, back to rock with (laughs) smush. So so I have no basketballs. I have t-shirts. Again, a lot of this stuff is just to uh, kind of help you know promote what I'm doing in the in the community with the kids through through my nonprofit Smush Inspires, where I host uh, free basketball camps and clinics for inner city overlooked kids who don't have the resources to make it to an NBA game or have the resources to pay for one of these high-profile athletes basketball camps. So I partner also with the Boys and Girls Club, and that's where I host most of my free camps. So that's the whole rock with smush, the basketballs, the, you know, smush, what I'm doing in the community through my nonprofit and stuff like that. Because I've seen clips with you working with kids, kind of Mm -hmm. taking them through certain drills and stuff like that. Would you ever think about coaching? I don't know. Uh, You know what? Let me not say I wouldn't think about it, but right now at the moment – I don't want to coach. I don't want a permanent job at, you know, coaching a team. 
you know, little, you know, nuggets that I could share. That's mm-hmm. what I, that's what you I, I that's, youth. yeah. Okay. Um, if I ever got the opportunity to, um, um, <coughs> skills development, do skills de- development at the uh, pro level, I would, I would do it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that I have up here, I, I'd like to impart it with, you know, the, the guys mm-hmm. trying to make it professionally also. Now, I saw you posted a picture on social media mm-hmm. with you and a group of other men in like as referees. Yeah. Yep. And you hashtagged road back to the NBA. Uh-oh. So explain yeah. the picture and then okay. explain the hashtag. All right. Um, so I said I didn't want to go into culture. Most players, you know, after they retire, they go into culture. Mm-hmm. Me, yeah. I want to go into the referee. I want to be uh, the road back to the NBA is what I, you know, hashtag because that's my end game. I want to get back to the NBA of uh, being an NBA official. Don't you think being an official is harder? It's going to be harder because you know NBA players are going to be on your neck and stuff. Right. You make the wrong call. Different person. You see the call? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, it's not going to be an easy road and it's not going to be easy once I get there either, but I'm built for it. Mm. You know, if it's... If if you look at the statistics on uh, players who actually make it to the NBA mm. and what they have to go through, I think I, I have to I have it in me. Pause to you know get <laughs> to uh, uh, to put up with you know the journey of getting back to the NBA on the officiating side. First off, it's a completely different perspective as well because you've mm-hmm. been a player and mm-hmm. now you're a ref. So how is that going to work? Well, um, it's still basketball. Okay. It's still basketball. Um, I still and and uh, you know what it, it's. Be- because I played and I made it to the NBA and I understand the game, for me, I, can, I, I, I believe I have an advantage of being able to see the game um, from a player's perspective. Okay. Now, as, a, as an official, so, you know, little tricks that, you know, defensive players think they could get away with or, you know, tricks that offensive players think they could get away with. I've been there. And, All right. So, okay. I'm- Nate, call out some some tricks you've seen in the game in today's game that you think shouldn't be going. Oh God! Harden yeah, don't, don't don't give me don't. Oh, listen, listen, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to get fired before I get fired before I get hired. <laughs> yeah, do, do you think Harden's move is legal? Like is if you're a ref legal? and Harden mm-hmm. and you are on the court he, he, with him and he does the step back, listen, what would you call? You know what? I'm gonna say I I just did a I'm gonna tell I'm gonna be honest. I just did a, a podcast right before I got here and they asked me the same question on the officials and I'm gonna answer it the same way. When I got to the NBA as a player, the officials, you know, they come in uh, during a preseason and have like a, a, a like a, a hour seminar with each team, yeah. and they they bring in tape and game film and they say, listen, these are the type of plays that we're gonna crack down on. These are the rules that we're implementing, or just uh just beware um, that you know certain moves, certain uh, drop steps, certain uh, walks, we're gonna be tight on this season. Certain hand checks, so. In the beginning of each season, they the referees hold a, a meeting with each team and say this, and they go. So if they haven't said anything about this, James James Harden travel not travel, then it's not a travel if they're not calling it. Okay. And I'm gonna leave it like that because I, I take that. I take right. that. I take that. Because I, I'm, I'm gonna give you an example. You know, when I was playing, Allen Iverson was prevalent in the in the NBA. Exactly. Yeah. They banned his crossover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call it. Yeah. yeah they they banned it, his. Yeah, yeah. They. They literally took his crossover and banned it. Would but they, have, huh? Would you have banned it? Uh, listen, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you know, but 
but I say I have to say they 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 brought game game tape in and they, and they made they made it known to players all across the league. Listen, this is a travel, and we're gonna call it every time it's being done. And every time Allen Novison did his crossover, they call it travel. Wow. So if they're not calling travel on James Harden, then it's not a travel. It's not a travel. They Speaking about James. Away from the travel, mm-hmm. he has a new shot that he's been working on. Oh, the, have you seen it? The wrap behind the back shot. No, it's like him jumping on, like, a, on one leg. Shot. It's, oh. it's like a sidestep, but then in in mid air while still moving, his leg is kicked up. Yeah. Oh, one leg shot. Yeah. yeah. Have okay. you seen it? No. I see. I may have seen a clip. I didn't know that that was uh, a thing. It's a thing that it he is. says that he's. You don't think that's a little too much stuff he's doing? That's he's <laughs> a little too much. You know? <laughs> How do you it feel, Collins? Like Collins, steps. I feel like you feel like no, it's, I, it looks like three tra- steps. It looks like a travel. It looks like it's a couple like again. Four steps. <laughs> he did it. He did it in a game, and they didn't. Again, they didn't call anything yeah. again. These are preseason games too. Again, I'm not trying to get fired before I get hired. <laughs> I'm not gonna go against the official if the official. Yeah, if they say no. It. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, if is there anything in the league that you would have done differently when you look back where you are right now mm-hmm. with the mindset that you have right now? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you would have done differently. Yes. Um, I would have built better friendships. Mm. I would have networked a little bit more. You know, I'm I'm a very quiet into myself kind of guy. Um, don't like to talk much, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, but I've no, but I've learned to communicate. I've learned in my in my you know, older years that you know communication is is key to you know. I'm going to just say everything. Yeah. Uh, relationships, uh, friendships, um, networking, you know, business-wise, you have to, you know, build, a, build a, uh, a network of people around you so that you can advance in life. And I didn't do that enough when I was in the league. I just kind of, you know, went to practice, said, you know, my what's up, see how you're doing. And when I went home, I was by myself. You, know. you posted a picture with Baron Davis. Is there anyone in the league from back then or from now that you consider a friend? No. Friends. Okay. That well, people throw around fr- the word friends, friends. loosely. Okay. Fine. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, I know. I know. Guys, like you know, when I see when I see Baron, when I saw Baron Davis at West Fourth Street uh, a couple of days ago, you know, we we said we greeted each other because we know each other. Okay. Wouldn't say we're friends. So cool. People in the league that you're cool with. Cordial is cordial. You know? Okay. Cordial, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Of course. I mean, uh, uh, I'm always gonna go back, you know, to my number one guy because you, you know. When I was a rookie, he took me under his wing, uh, Tricky Ricky, Ricky okay. Davis. Yeah. Ricky Davis, you know, those guys, Darius Miles. Uh, whenever I see those guys, it's all love. Uh, Jermaine Jones. Okay. Then, uh, of course, you know, the big L.O., uh, Lamar mm-hmm. Odom, when I went out to L.A., you know, he definitely uh, looked out I mean, for me when New I first York got right to there. L.A. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to connect with him. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Definitely. Now, I have a question, right? For that little boy, little girl out there, who says they want to start actually playing basketball and want to make it to the league? Mm-hmm. What's but this is their first time they've never picked up a ball. What is the first piece of advice you would have for that child? I gotta play the Jeopardy theme song. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a layered uh, answer, a layered question. I mean, there's so many way, uh, so many ways I can answer it. Um, but for me, the most important key thing about this game is you gotta love it. Okay. You gotta love it. You know, there there's certain players who you know do it for the money, they do it for the fame, and they chase it. You know, for those reasons, and and some and and 
those those guys don't make it a lot a lot of the times. It'd be it'd be the people who actually love the game, who put in the work, mm-hmm. who put the time in, the effort, the energy, the you know they the the, uh, the fight because yeah. it's a fight. Of course, it's a fight. I mean, if you can imagine, it, we're gladiators, exactly. and with one basketball and, and a few opportunities. Just imagine, you know, a team that's you you have a roster of fifteen guys, and uh, you have three maybe three or four spots open. On that roster, exactly. but a hundred people are going for that for those four spots. Yeah. And you throw up a basketball in the gym and tell the best athletes in the world <laughs> to go, go get, yeah. go at it. Yeah, it's a fight. It you got to You got to You got. You got to be mentally, you know, tough, exactly. and have the passion and the, and the love of the game to be like, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose. Mm. Okay. So you got to love it. If you don't love it, it's not for you. Okay. Because I right. do want to talk about basketball. Not, today, we today is basketball. Oh, to, oh, oh, okay. All right, yeah, all right, just all right. for a little bit. So, the season just started. All right, all right. Yes. Now you were a player for both teams last night. Yes, ma'am. Did you you watch the game? No, I didn't actually. What? No, really? Why not? Yeah. Any game or just that one? Well, only well, there was only one game on last night. Games. What are you talking about? There the was. Well, I said what I said. <laughs> you had the Pelicans. You had the Pelicans. Okay. The, the, the season started. Exactly. The season started at 10:30 p.m. Eastern no, time. Well, 10:45 ish. Season starts at 8:30. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so you didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Let's go next. Highlights? Nothing. Wait. Do you watch basketball still? I don't watch basketball. Oh. That's that's. All right. When you say basketball, wait. Yeah. Do you mean NBA or basketball entirely? Uh, I'm gonna say entirely, actually. Why? Well, um, this is so weird to me well, to think. Bas- <laughs> no, but I've never even heard. Okay, first no, off, no, I've no, never no, heard. I'm gonna just say it like this. Okay, I'm gonna say it like this because I was in it. I know the behind the scenes. Oh, okay, I know the, I know the yeah. politics behind the game. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like watching the WWF. Oh. Mm. Oh. And you know what's crazy? I told you there'd be stuff, stuff like that happening, and you didn't believe me. All right, we're, what? Thank you, Smush. <laughs> Thank you, Smush, for so, confirming that. Uh, Wait a I'm minute. A, okay. Don't, don't go digging. No, Just leave no, it. I won't. No, 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 I won't. I won't. Read between the lines. No, we got the for gist. me, I read it's it. like watching I read the WWE. Okay, all right. Okay, fine. I won't get you in any more trouble. But, so you don't watch, like, clips, highlights? Is there anyone locally that maybe is, like, High school or college or no one. This, this, oh you, you don't got the bleacher yeah, report. You know I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep nothing. Notifications. I'm gonna keep it totally 100. Basketball is so hard to watch these days because it's not basketball. It's not basketball. You're breaking my heart. Like I want to cry. You know what? Let's be real. Let's be. It's not basketball. You know what? I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm not knocking the guys who you know were a part of the N1 mixtape era. But they destroyed the game of basketball. Oh my God, this is a hot take Listen, right now. Mm. They destroyed the game of basketball. People, kids grew up who watched that, thought that that was basketball, and they didn't distinguish that that, that, that was entertainment. Fact. That was a fact. Mm. No one, no one yeah, taught them that that was entertainment, and now kids are out here trying to do all these boop, these boop. trick shots and jump between the legs and sauce, professor, Escalade. So no, you no, think no, that it's completely different? Like the 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 way basketball is now than. 
I mean, we we kind of feel that way as well. Like the way it's evolving and it's more like you know shooting and things like that. But it's you basically soft. That's what you're saying. It's soft. No, I'm not saying it's soft. That's it's just saying. it's just. <laughs> Yeah. Basketball used to be a it used to be a chess game. Yeah. yeah, it used to be about this. Now it's yeah. just checkers. You know, yeah. a lot of athletes flash. running around, jumping, dunking, dribbling between the legs, spin moves, crossover, 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 cross, 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 cross <laughs> turnover. Yeah. All right, you just yeah. made the, the crowd go ooh, ooh, ooh for what? You turn the ball over. So what you feel about Stephen Curry though? He, oh no, 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 he likes to dribble a lot. He, he's crazy shot. He's all his moves. There, there's a difference between. Moves that are for the crowd, and then uh, moves that you know are to um, uh, effective moves, yeah, game yeah. time moves. Like he yeah. doesn't just throw it between his legs to throw it between his legs. Mm. He's throwing it between his legs to go somewhere. Yeah. Mm. There's a difference between guys who throw it between their legs and they haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. They're just standing here in one spot doing this. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so for example, Kyrie. 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 He goes everywhere. He goes. He goes anywhere he wants. Anywhere he wants. But then versus, say, someone like... Lane Stevenson. That's a nah, nah, That's not a good one. I mean, but he's the one like, person who likes to do all the moves and stuff. I mean, and he's from yeah, Brooklyn, but he's, too. he doesn't go anywhere. Someone like Jamal Crawford, his crossover. Does mm-hmm. he go anywhere? Yeah. 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 I think Jamal goes everywhere. Yeah. He goes yeah. <laughs> okay. He, he's not. Jamal Crawford. The guys in the NBA who do their crossovers, they do it with a purpose. Mm. Okay. To, I mean... They they could do, they do it because they can do it and they mm-hmm. do it and it and, and it's um what's the word I'm looking for the word is escaping me right now I feel so blah but um the kids here they they want to emulate that but they don't understand the thought process on why they do it okay mm. they just okay you know I see I see uh, I Kyrie Irving throw it between his legs so I'm gonna do it right here but they're not going anywhere when they do it Kyrie yeah. Irving throws it between his legs and he's going by people yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. You're right. But I think about, like, because you, all right, fine. You don't, you didn't watch the game. You don't watch basketball now. But when you look on players, like, I'll let's use Zion for an example. Okay. His situation with what happened with his injury and his knee injury and, and coming from high, from high school and just the whole weight situation. And okay. how do you feel about that? I told you I don't watch basketball. You don't, so you don't know? not watch basketball at all. Yeah. All right, so say you're walking down the cage. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, shocked. She's really, I'm hurt. Yeah, she's really grilling me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. No, because <laughs> I literally... Said, I'm the one. I'm the troublemaker. You should I check out real trouble, quick. I am not the troublemaker. No. Yeah, we're surprised no. only because of, but, of but you I, being... But I told you why. Like, I was okay. in it, so yeah. I... Under, it, it was I a job. That's my job. Would you watch a podcast or something like this if you when you went home? No. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, people feel that way with sports, too, because I, I intern at NBC, and they feel the same way. We deal with sports all day. And yeah. so when you go home, you literally just want to watch anything else. Oh, okay. But. But what? All right, fine. But <laughs> well, what? Nah, I can elaborate, because that's like me and watching, you know, a couple kids playing um, high school football. My high school football career is done. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to watch that again? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, all right, everything else after football, I'm not even thinking about going to the league. I'm just going to watch it for pure entertainment. Yeah. If I'm, you know, that's the next level. But you are at the maximum level, which is the NBA. Uh-huh. So after that is nothing else. So that therefore, after b- reaching that level, it's just like, all right, I'll probably watch some kids in the park play. But that's it, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. So, no, not even. I can't even watch that. No, uh, back to what, what I was, back to my thoughts. I am gonna be. Wa- I am gonna watch more games now, and not for the game aspect, but for the referee yeah. side. That's what I was gonna ask you okay. because as I'm no. saying, like, no, no, you... that's not what you were saying. I was. <laughs> no, 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 no. I that's was not what you were saying. <laughs> that's not what you were saying. 
Uh, <laughs> no, but I am. Um, I was advised to watch, you know, some games mm-hmm. and watch it on on um, with the mute button on. Oh, and you know, yeah. follow follow mm-hmm. you know from yeah. a referee aspect. Yeah. You know, watch a referee and watch what he's watching, and then make calls in his area. Like, mm-hmm. are we making the same calls? Am I seeing what he sees? Mm-hmm. So that's called doing uh, like game videotape, yeah, game cool. tape for yeah. the referee side. So I will be watching the games, but not for. No, not to not be watching, Le- not not yeah, not for Le- not for LeBron James to be you know doing his ISOs and. Yeah. I was gonna ask you something, but now I can't ask because you don't watch, so you're Why? not gonna know what it is. No, because the, there's a new thing with the coaches getting a challenge. Oh yeah, I I, I just heard about that oh, the other day, the and I, and and I, and, I, and my my, my, yeah, my, thing, my thing about that is it's entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't get it either. I don't it's understand why. And you only get one a game. Yeah, there's no. Yo, and the next, the, you, what do you think is gonna happen next? You know, I'm not even gonna talk. Don't about even, don't even, don't even. I'm not. Don't worry, we we here, smush, we here. Now we here. Now we are. All right, whatever. <laughs> All right, so what's one thing that we didn't talk about that you would like to tell us about, or one thing that we that you want to cover, share with people that. Oh. Or something that people may not have known about you that you would like to clear up? Um, well, one, I mean, we touched on, you know, my nonprofit already about, you know, Smush Inspires, you know, what I'm doing in the community for the kids. Yeah. Um, you can find me at uh, Smush Inspires on um, Instagram, Smush Park Elite, uh, also on Instagram, both pages. Um, we talked about um, how I got to the Lakers and how, uh, people thought that I underachieved, you know, um, but I really overachieved. You know, I just want to put this into perspective yeah. that I, you know, I played on the most his, historic franchise in NBA history. Yeah, with the one most, would say that yeah. with the most decorated coach in NBA history. Yeah, That's with a with one of with one of the uh, top ba- uh, NBA basketball players to ever play the game. Yeah, for sure. For Started sure. easily. Started for the franchise, started for the coach, and started with him in the backcourt. Yeah, as a walk-on. That's crazy. As a a walk-on. I think a lot of people say you are the two K my player story. If you really think about it, Mm. as a walk, like no, for real, like I I did one year high school basketball, one year uh, college basketball, and I I played six years NBA. That's crazy. One year high school basketball. One year high school basketball. And then now connecting that with your face, do you see how? You were blessed. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, definitely. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I was definitely blessed, but my blessing is right now. Mm. You know, God gave me that platform, yeah. you know, to play six years in the NBA, 10 years overseas, to, you know, to he gave me that platform so I could be in a space like this, so I could be yeah. in a space where, where I'm giving back to the kids in the community. Exactly. So I didn't get that. For, I didn't get to those, uh, those uh, that, that height. I didn't get to the NBA. I didn't play overseas for myself to die with that that experience and to die with that information. He gave me that platform so that I can have a platform now with, you know, giving back to the kids in the community, inspiring the kids that you know might not, um, might not ever meet an NBA player. So that this is one thing that I do do. My Smush Inspires is big. It's a big reason why I do what I do do Smush Inspires. A lot of these kids growing up in the, uh, in these in these streets of New York City, especially mm-hmm. like myself. Will never meet an NBA basketball player. Yeah, yeah that, that goes with my question. Do you think players are doing enough, like giving back to like their community? You can always do more. You like to their community. Always do more. I agree. Um, and they at that level can always do more. Mm. Also, mm-hmm. um, they have the resources. Yeah. Right. They could do a lot more. But I say that to say, 
I met Anthony Mason when I was 11 years old. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Anthony Mason. And before I met him in the park, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know where he played. I just knew that the hype in the park was he played in the NBA. Mm. And that, and for me, just that memory at 11 years old stuck with me for the rest of my life. I don't remember many days when I was 11, but because he played in the NBA, I remember that day. Mm. And here it is that I played in the NBA myself, and I'm like, I could create that memory for somebody else. I'm going to do it. Exactly. Right. I'm going to do it. So uh, for me, I find more pleasure and more joy walking into a random park now and, you know, helping a kid with his, uh, his shooting form or helping a kid with his footwork just yeah. randomly. He doesn't, I don't have to go in there with a, a Lakers tag on my forehead yeah. or, you know, an NBA tattooed on my arm. I don't go in there with that kind of, I don't say I'm an I'm a NBA player. I just go in and, you know, if I see a kid working, listen, you know, you could, you could be doing this better. I find more joy in that than what I, what I did six years playing in the NBA. Love it. I, love I really appreciate you being here. Anyone have a question they wanted to ask that they didn't? You had a good just, one. I was going to say, uh, do you think going undrafted kind of benefited you just because less pressure and it just gave you a chance to like really less perform better? No, I mean, not, not, not more no. pressure? Um, if I would have gotten drafted, I would have had an easier road in the NBA. I might have flourished a little bit faster and a little bit easier. But it's also that it's also that thing like like if you're like the say if you're like the like a a, a lottery pick and you like you're a bus. That's also that thing you're back in your mind too. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. true. That's, but but yeah. at the same time, I, I my perspective on on my the road that I took was yeah. I could have got cut at any given time. Yeah. So there was always pressure on me to perform. Like yes. if I had a bad day in practice. They could have cut me yeah. if I tied my shoes wrong. They could have cut me. <laughs> so it was never, it was never uh, a settling feeling, yeah. feeling that I had in my heart, in my brain, like in my in my spirit. I never felt like I made it to the NBA. Anxiety, yeah, eggshells, yeah, that. like all the whole my whole NBA career. If you if 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 this if if you would have asked me three years ago, I would have told you I don't feel like I I ever made it to the NBA because I I never had a role a, a a place where I was just like able to. I'm here. Let me let me just let me let me work on something else. I, I was never uh, able to just be comfortable and play my game, That's or just be comfortable in my environment. Yeah. It was always like, okay, let me set up straight. Let me let me chair hard. Let me let me let me do this. Let me do that. As opposed to if I had a guaranteed contract, yeah, yeah. that may, yeah. you know that would have took a lot of stress off. And then maybe I would have been able to, you know, grow. I, I might have been in the NBA a lot longer. Who knows? So would you say the NBA did not get to know who Smush Parker is? Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, my peak, my my basketball playing peak, I was in Greece. Yeah. My so basketball, Greece got to know who Smush Parker is. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the Greece and the world has gotten to know Smush Parker, but not the NBA. Because, you know, any, any basketball player will tell you, you don't peak in, as a player until you're like 29, mm-hmm. 28, 29, 30. And by that time, I was, I was overseas. You know, I didn't. I didn't mature as a player yet. Really. You know, players don't really mature. Look, even LeBron. If you you you're a LeBron James fan, he wasn't LeBron James until he was five, six, maybe seven years into the league. And how old was Probably he? Not till the Heat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And how old was he then? Twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't really mature as a man, first of all. Yeah. Physically, and mentally, you don't mature as a man until you're about thirty. Yeah. yeah. So you're always developing and. Uh, the NBA really never got a chance to to see the Smush Parker, the 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 player that I really developed into, or uh, was supposed to be, 
um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the NBA really never got a chance to see Smush Parker. That's what's up. But listen, guys, um, I think that's all the time we had today. Yes. Parker, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. I really yeah, appreciate it. Um, you want to give me a handle? Let them uh, know where they can follow you at. Oh, I, I did. I did uh, Smush Inspires on um, on Instagram and Facebook. Smush Parker Lead on uh, um, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Smush Inspires is my nonprofit. Smush Parker Lead is, you know, me personally and, you know, my brand. You can find The Rock. You can find uh, my personal basketballs, my shirts, you know, Rock with Smush, my hats, whatever. Is that a hat? Yeah, yeah, it is. Inspires. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dope. Thank you so much right. again. And this has been Basketball Unfiltered, the podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. All right, we out. Blue, blue, blue. This is Basketball Unfiltered, the podcast. <laughs>